0: Welcome to Tarang, a community of teachers and students from various wellness backgrounds, sharing their journey and their experiences. Joining us today is Lauren Cox. She has studied Akhanda Yoga and teaches Yin Yoga, Yoga for Veterans with PTSD, along with Thai body work, Kirtan, and also offers yoga retreats locally and internationally. Her yoga teacher, Yog Rishi Vishwaketu of Akhanda Yoga bestowed her with the name of Jyot Anant. This means eternal light. She serves as the operational director of Asheville Community Yoga, as well as social media manager and enrollment coordinator for Akhanda Yoga. We have so much to talk about today, Lauren. Your travels to study yoga in India, your yoga retreats, just cannot wait to hear all about it. Thank you so much for joining us, Antarang.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to to have the opportunity to talk with you today.
0: Us too. So let's dive right in. Can you talk to us about uh, you using your teaching to heal? Can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think You know, the yoga practice is such an incredible holistic practice that can help us heal in in many different levels, right? And I've seen um, in students and in peers how they've been able to use this practice to really heal physical ailments that um, they couldn't really find healing with in traditional medicines. And emotional and mental, but also working with ancestral healing. And so I think this practice is one that when we really start to dive into our self study, we start to do some self exploration and internal gazing, that we really find through these practices that there's this transformation that can take place that can ultimately lead us to um, this internal healing.
0: Nice. Is that what led you to your studies in trauma-informed yoga and yoga for veterans? You know,
1: initially it wasn't. Initially what brought me into studying yoga for trauma and particularly yoga for veterans was that um, my husband is an OEF, OIF Marine Corps veteran and has, um, you know, a lot of different things coming up because of that time in service, both Uh, physical ailments, mental ailments, emotional as well. So that's what really brought me into wanting to um, find those connections of how yoga really helps us with trauma and how uh, yoga can support us in that healing path. And of course, through that journey and through teaching and and, um, all the different opportunities i have been afforded in the practice, I've really noticed how a lot of our students are coming to the practice with some sort of trauma, whether it be Uh, physical or emotional and so it started to become even more important uh, to me to really make sure I was offering students something that was supporting them regardless of where they are in that healing journey.
0: Mm. So um, is that what drove you to uh, learning to be a yoga teacher and uh, is that why you picked Asheville Community Yoga? Well initially
1: so I started um, dabbling just a little bit in yoga when I was about 18 and um, I think like most of us in in western culture we come to it as a physical practice and that's kind of um, what we know it to be and I didn't have a very dedicated practice at the beginning but I noticed more and more as I was getting into more corporate jobs and in jobs that were really stressful and required very long hours that I was going to my practice mat more and more and more and going into particularly Asheville Community Yoga um, probably every day. I would have been there three times a day if I could have fit it in with my work but it was really that stressful work environment um, that brought me into a a deeper understanding of the practice and really um, made me realize that the corporate world just wasn't where I was meant to be long term and and so I, I remember very vividly being in one of the classes at Asheville Community Yoga and the teacher saying something along the lines of, you know, if you're unhappy with your job, just quit. And I was like, oh, he's talking to me. <laughs> and I was like, all right, fine. And, and I did, I literally quit within a week and had no plans, but just yoga had afforded me the, um, wherewithal to really trust that big step and to trust that I could kind of step into that fearful moment and still come out the other side and so that's really what took me into teacher training.
0: Wow that's a big jump coming from a corporate world to yoga world.
1: (laughs) It was and of course it wasn't in one leap there were a
0: couple stops along the way but ultimately that's where where it landed. (laughs) So was one of the stops your discovery of Akhanda Yoga and that led you to your travels to Ashram and Rishikesh India? So
1: surprisingly it was actually after my 200-hour teacher training um, one of the girls that was in the training with me that we just really bonded throughout. I think that's one of the magical pieces of yoga is the connections that we form and after our 200 hour we had decided we were going to travel through nepal india and indonesia in four weeks big task um, we somehow managed it and are still an incredible friends today which i think is a testament to that connection <laughs> but we traveled as we went to india we started in northern india of course made our stop in had done our research found a beautiful ashram there non prakash and and that's where we stayed while we were in Rishikesh and that's the home of Akanda Yoga and while we were there about a week or so it was kind of a lull time there weren't many students there and uh Rishi was actually in Canada it was his um, time of year that he's there so he wasn't at the ashram but the classes we experienced there and the energetics were so incredible and it just really It touched me really deeply because I had not found a practice offered that incorporated everything that I do in my personal practice as far as chanting and using meditation as well as pranayama and yogic philosophy. So Akanda was really the first time I found a structured class that offered all of that holistic approach in in one class setting.
0: Wow, wow. Now, I cannot let you go without asking about your experiences of your travels in India.
1: Yeah, so I've actually been traveling back to India every year uh, since that initial visit, 2020 being the exception. I I was supposed to be there a couple months ago, but um, as most of us, there's been a really big shift. So, yeah, the first time I landed in India, it was this It's always for me like these extreme dualities there, right? It's like structured chaos, um, where it's so overwhelming to the senses. There's so much to take in visually and and the smells and the the sensations, but somehow it felt very calming and grounded at the same time. Like I had arrived somewhere that I already knew. And I think that's what keeps me going back again and again, because it feels very much like
0: a second home. Wow. I I love how you said structured chaos. Somehow things just fall in place over there, isn't it?
1: Right, like the traffic. You're like, I, you know, 12 lanes of traffic and there's no turn signals or signs, but everyone gets where they're going.
0: (laughs) True, true. Um, Now you talk in your yoga teachings about creating a safe space in which students can explore the depth of their being using their own intuition to support self-transformation? I know it's a lot, but can you tell our listeners a little bit about it?
1: Sure. I think, you know, yoga for me is such a personal practice, right? While we, we gather together for practice, and I think that communal practice is incredibly important, it's a really deep introspective personal practice. And I think so much of of our lives, at least from what I've experienced and and conversations with friends and peers and students is that, you know, we're always looking outward for answers, right? We're always seeking outwardly for sustenance and for happiness. And yoga really taught me that all of that is found internally, right? When we quiet the mind and really start to, to gaze inward, we can really honor what our body is asking of us, honor our emotions and really support ourselves from a deep intuitive level. And it's that intuitive inward journey that I think really can harness that
0: transformational power. Wow. Um, And I can see that at Asheville Community Yoga, that sense of community. Uh, So can you tell us about your work as the operational director at Asheville Community Yoga?
1: Yes, yeah, so I I could talk about Asheville Community Yoga all day. I love it. It is my yoga home, and, and honestly, before I had um, done any traveling, it was the only studio I had ever practiced at, and what a blessing for that to be, you know, my first real taste of yoga, to be such a uh, community-based center. And so right now, with COVID, of course, our doors are closed, and so my role is Um, not quite the same volunteering here and there, but before our our shutdown as operations director, I was kind of had my hand in a little bit of everything, right? So not just the yoga studio portion and overseeing the day-to-day operations, which, um, you know, we had a very robust schedule over 120 classes a week and 70 plus amazing volunteer teachers. So I got to, of course, play a part in in handling all of that but also got to play a part and have a hand in the healing arts department, the thrift shop, the cafe, um, our programmings, our workshops and also assisting in our teacher training programs. So I am really grateful for the opportunities that Asheville Community Yoga has provided for me both on um, you know personal level but a um, a work level as well. I've learned a lot and grown a lot in that space and uh, what they do there is just, um, it's really amazing.
0: <laughs> yes, what a beautiful community to be a part of. And now did you offer, uh, I know you teach, uh, do uh, Thai yoga work. So <laughs> did you offer that?
1: So I started doing Thai yoga body work um, for the same reason I started studying trauma-informed yoga. It was really just to support my husband um, in his physical ailments. but. Again, the more I started doing it, the more I fell in love with the practice of Thai body work. It's, um, I think, a beautiful complement to a yoga practice, but it's not something that I offer um, formally. Um, I offer it as an exchange with friends or as gifts, or um, but that's that's about the extent of my my Thai yoga body work offering.
0: Wonderful. I, I've tried that before, and it's it's an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, tell us a little bit about all the yoga retreats. I know you offer them locally in Boone, internationally in Costa Rica.
1: Yes. So the lovely woman that I lead retreats with, Diala, she was my roommate for my 300-hour YTT in India. So we met as roommates in India. She happens to be from Raleigh. I'm from here in Asheville, Um, you know, just a few hours apart, but our first meeting was in India, which is pretty magical. and. Um, we just really have connected. So we lead retreats together um, here locally. So it's through Nova Retreats and we've been leading some retreats out in the Boone area. Uh, We'll have a couple coming up, hopefully everything depending in 2021. And then earlier this year, we led a retreat out at Vida Asana in Costa Rica. And I think retreats are just a wonderful opportunity for us to really kind of pause, right? Um, We get so caught up in busyness and day-to-day life, even in this wild time of COVID. And so retreats really give us that time to just take care of ourselves and do some of that deep inner work so that we can feel kind of refreshed and renewed and re-inspired.
0: Absolutely. So if um, someone was to sign up for your retreat, what would a typical day look like. Sure
1: yeah so they'd be a little different based off of where they're at right if they're local or international but all of um, the retreats that we've led together we of course start our mornings with practice that's the first thing as we come to um, an asana practice together that of course incorporates Pranayama, possibly chanting, meditation as well. And then depending on the retreats theme, you know, we'll kind of move through the day with some activities or some discussion sessions. And then in the international retreats, there's a a really lovely opportunity to explore the environment that you're in. So throughout the day, there may be options like in Costa Rica to go surfing or to go ziplining or a many a number of things.
0: Wow, so is that something that's included or do people sign up once they get there for Costa Rica especially? Yeah, for Costa Rica all of those are done separately because some
1: people may be more interested in in one item over the other like myself i have a a big fear of surfing and so um i definitely signed up for it in february i was like i'm gonna conquer that
0: fear and go surfing so
1: yeah it really allows people to kind of tailor the experience to what they're they're aiming for
0: wow wonderful i hope the listeners are curious about this and talk to you more about all the retreats that you have coming up soon um, now, can you tell us what your personal practice looks like day-to-day or as the weather changes?
1: Sure. I love this question because it's, it's really interesting. I think my practice definitely has an ebb and flow to it um, with an underlining current of consistency. So um, typical practice for me is, of course, first thing in the morning, pre-breakfast, um, I'll generally make myself a, a tea and let it sit while I water my plants and drink some water myself. And then I'll find my way to the mat and I, I start with just a little time at my altar, which um, my computer here is actually set up on my altar and I do all my work here too, so that I kind of can keep that um, grounded feeling throughout the day. So I, I start my practice with just a moment of gratitude and taking time to thank all of the teachers that have guided me to where I am now. Um, I then move into some chanting practices. I always start with chanting the Hanuman Chalisa. It's been a powerful practice in my life and so I make sure to incorporate that regardless of time limits. And then physical practice. I'll, I'll move into some physical posturing, and that's where my practice really varies, um, particularly based off of the season and based off of my moon cycle and how I'm feeling. I'll I'll tailor that to anywhere from 15 minutes, and if I've got you know if I've got the time, I'll go for an hour and a half if I have it. And then I'll generally do some some pranayama throughout the practice, some calming pranayama at the end, and seal it with a a nice meditation and then when time permits I'll do a a short fire puja as well but normally time doesn't permit for all of that (laughs) together
0: (laughs) Absolutely So we ask all our guests that come on our podcast what their favorite pose is and why they like to do it
1: Another great question So Yeah, I'd say pose, favorite pose definitely fluctuates as well. But recently, I'd say for the last couple months, my favorite that I've been exploring a lot is just sukhasan, easy sitting pose. And I keep coming back to this idea, um, my teacher reminds me of a lot, is just keep it simple, right? Our life is already incredibly complicated and I know myself and Um, many others we bring that complication into our yoga practice too and then wonder why you know we can't stick to it and so keeping it simple has been really helpful for me and especially in exploring sukhasana recently just observing how just a simple seat can be a really powerful and profound posture right working with the uh, five different pranas or vayus and noticing how even just sitting still on my cushion i can experience the sensations of grounding and uplifting while simultaneously feeling this balance and expansion. And it just reminds me that, you know, this practice is really infinite, right? There's so much that we can explore and that can feel overwhelming. And so just coming back to keeping it simple and and that introspection.
0: I love that. I love the whole idea of keeping it simple and focused, definitely. Oh Lauren, you had such an amazing journey from being into corporate world to getting into traveling to India and then offering all these retreats for all the students that are looking for that. It was such a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you everybody for listening as well. You will find Lauren's offerings and her information about her upcoming classes, workshops, yoga retreats, and yoga teacher training programs on our social media platforms, on Facebook under under Jyot Anand, on Instagram at Jyot Anand underscore eternal light. Thank you so much, Lauren, for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Anita. It's been so lovely to connect with you all today.
0: Us too, thank you.